The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog on theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, June 11th, 2020. We hope that all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, practicing social distancing, and we hope that talking about the Dallas Cowboys brings you joy wherever you are. You are close to the weekend. It's Thursday. Thursday and this Thursday, the PGA Tour is back. Oh my gosh, live golf that matters. No disrespect to the TaylorMade uh, driving for you know for relief challenge that happened and the match part two. Those were great events. But the PGA Tour is back. I love golf. If you want to talk about golf, you can always find me on Twitter or the Gram at RJ Ochoa. You can also email me rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. So hyped about that. I have not set my DraftKings lineup yet, but you can bet your bottom dollar, no pun intended, that I will. And uh, in terms of who to win in the uh, the Metroplex, I'm probably going to go Brooks Kapka just because it's been a while and it'll feel good to take Brooks. So, um, you know, there's golf happening in Dallas these days and uh, hopefully, you know, in the foreseeable future, football is as well. Um, speaking of, um, you know, there was a report on Wednesday from ESPN's Diana Rossini that the league was considering letting NFL players back into teams' facilities. We know, obviously, the coaching staffs are back, but uh, Diana later reported that, the you know, that it did not pass. Um, that movement um, did not gain enough votes. And so for now, it is just coaching staffs that are at teams' facilities. So Mike McCarthy and co firmly planted at the star. And obviously, you know, practicing social distancing and trying to, you know, take things day by day. Shout out to Jason Garrett. Um, you know, we, we don't know a lot about the future. We, we don't. And the reality is, you know, we do have a lot of things to figure out. The NFL obviously has a lot of things to figure out. And we got a little bit of, to call it clarity would not be fair, but we got a little bit of an idea, at least, of what the NFL um, is considering for the next few months. Now, I don't know if this will shake you the way it shook me, but I recently realized uh, we were talking about Clay Thompson on ESPN San Antonio. I've been in all week as I have been over the last few months, and I realized that the NBA Finals were taking place 
a year ago, like literally a year ago. It's June. It's today's June 11th. And I mean, obviously time has stood still for all of us the last few months, but that's crazy, right? That, that it's June. And so training camp is a month away, or normal training camp at least. And that means that the Hall of Fame enshrinement and the Hall of Fame activities in the week and everything are two months away if everything were to get started um, you know, on time as they have always been planned. Now, something important to note about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Obviously, Jimmy Johnson is part of this year's centennial class, as is Cliff Harris. Those are the Cowboys that are obviously going to represent America's team uh, with gold jackets and bronze busts. But as the NFL and the Hall of Fame are having a centennial class this year, they were already having on having are already having, goodness gracious, already planning on having two separate enshrinement ceremonies. As you know, it is typically uh, the Saturday, you know, that's the week before the first preseason games for the whole league. Um, and there's all the speeches and it's fun. The game, the Hall of Fame game used to be the Sunday after, but there was the fiasco four years ago with the field getting damaged. And so now it's the Thursday before. But because of the Centennial class, because of all the people that were going to need to give speeches, they were already going to kind of divide it in two. That being said, obviously, it's impossible to know how that is going to go down here in 2020 amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, David Baker, who is obviously the head honcho at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, has said you know, that there are several contingency plans in place for the Hall should they need to do this or do that. Speaking personally, this is just R. Joe Cho's opinion. I don't know how that happens. I, I don't know how the Hall of Fame enshrinement as we know it happens. Um, I don't know that they... You know, I, I have to imagine they've considered, you know, Zoom type, um, you know, speeches and things like that. But obviously, I don't know that, you know, that would go off too well. It's it's hard to obviously recreate the environment that's there in Canton, Ohio. Um, but, you know, moving along to the Cowboys part of this, you know, obviously this is all relevant to all of us because we all love football. But the Dallas Cowboys are scheduled to play in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. As it stands... The Dallas Cowboys scheduled to play five preseason games here in 2020, and there is talk, according to the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, uh, who, by the way, helped the McCarthy Project become a thing. Shout out to Tom Pelissero. Um, there's talk uh, from the NFL about cutting the preseason. Obviously, for most teams, it is four games long. There is talk about cutting it to two. Now, teams in the NFL and people have said for years that the preseason should be cut down. I think I'm somebody I enjoy the preseason and I don't mean like I enjoy the preseason and I watch every snap and I soak it all in. I don't enjoy it like that. I just enjoy the tradition of it. And by tradition, I really just mean the way I know life. Right. I mean, I enjoy the summertime and, you know, when when preseason football hits, you know, it's, you know, school is starting. You know what I mean? Like it it has that August flair. I'm from South Texas. It's super humid outside. (laughs) It's super hot. You know what I mean? Like I just enjoy, you know, the time of year. And so that's where I enjoy preseason football from. And obviously there are so many players that, you know, maybe wouldn't even be on NFL rosters if it weren't for the preseason. So many guys earn their roster spots, even in that fourth and final preseason game that is often very meaningless but in the you know through the prism of starters and how much the preseason matters for you know the general you know starting population of NFL teams it really is not that meaningful obviously you know and and let's let's look at the 2020 you know kind of situation for the Cowboys they would not have played any starter in the Hall of Fame game. In fact, I doubt they would have played any second string player. The Hall of Fame game, in fact, as cool as it is to be a part of, you know, it's just another opportunity for something to go wrong. And so 
I mean, I think we would see, you know, maybe a lot of Ben DiNucci, the nooch, you know what I mean? And um, so I, I don't know that, you know, losing that is a big deal. Um, you know, in the first preseason game, normally, sometimes you see maybe a series from your starters. Uh, in the second preseason game, sometimes you see maybe a quarter. I mean, those, these are kind of rules of thumb. The third, everybody knows the third preseason game. That's the dress rehearsal. That's the one, the third preseason game. And sometimes you get a half, sometimes you get three quarters, sometimes you get, you know, a half and change. It just depends on the staff and the team and who the starters are, etc. Obviously, you know, it was the third preseason game back in 2016 when their last was not a Pro Football Hall of Fame game that saw the Dallas Cowboys change dramatically when Tony Romo got hurt on the road in Seattle. That was when the Dak Prescott era officially began. Um, so if the preseason is cut short, I don't think it really impacts the 2020 Dallas Cowboys. I know that Ari Temkin and Roy White are getting into this subject in more detail later on today's episode of Broadcasting the Boys. Make sure to listen again, subscribe wherever you get uh, your podcast at the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. In one feed, you get access to all of our wonderful shows. For me, I mean, I would miss it just because I, I, like I said, th- through my experiences in my life, I love any bit of football I can get. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people that feel that way, but I think that there are also a lot of people who are like, you know, I wouldn't miss it too much if um, if we lost that game. And so I feel like, you know, when, when Mike McCarthy said when he met with, you know, the local reporters a couple weeks ago when he floated out that the Cowboys had a Frisco contingency plan for training camp, that was, you know, that was the Cowboys opening the door that that was going to happen. And then we obviously found out that that is officially the plan. This is the NFL kind of floating the idea out, seeing how people react. And I would I would bet that bottom dollar that I mentioned a little while ago that this ultimately happens for 2020. That's just my own personal assessment. Um, so... Obviously, there have been a lot of statements made from a lot of public figures, um, you know, over the death of George Floyd uh, over the last couple of weeks now. And we know that Dak Prescott made a statement, made a pledge of a million dollars to the, you know, the training of police officers. We know that the Dallas Cowboys made a statement. Uh, we've written about both of those things at blogontheboys.com. We've talked about them here on the Ocho and on all of our shows uh, here on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed on Wednesday. Um, something important, uh, many athletes, many athletes across the world of sports, um, you know, made a, a move, made a statement um, to say. Um, ESPN's caption, just to, to give you their verbiage, uh, the Players Coalition gathered over 1,400 signatures in support of a bill to end qualified immunity for police. Um, and again, ESPN's verbiage here, if you're wondering what a bill to end qualified immunity is, reads as uh, something that makes it difficult to sue police officers for brutality. Um, and so again, over 1,400 People associated with sports professionally signed this bill. Lots and lots and lots of famous athletes in the NFL, uh, the NBA, Major League Baseball, etc. Uh, all over the place, coaches, players, general managers. Um, I live in San Antonio for now. As I mentioned, we're moving. Greg Popovich, head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, part of uh, the people that signed it. But there were several Dallas Cowboys, both current and former uh, Dallas Cowboys that signed this bill. According to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, DeMarcus Ware, and Nate Newton all signed this bill. So, um, you know, we know and we have known, obviously, how Dak Prescott feels about this subject. Again, he did pledge $1 million uh, towards these efforts. And um, now Amari Cooper signing his name on the bill. And 
I did not see Zeke Elliott's name here um, in the research that you know we put together. Uh, however, Zeke Elliott obviously was a part of the video that many NFL players put together uh, that they tweeted out last week uh, in challenging the NFL to hear them and uh, to respect you know how they feel about this subject. So I uh, wrote about that again at blogontheboys.com if you want to read more about it. Last thing, uh, we teased this um, yesterday, and I feel like we really don't have much to get into because we tweeted and we posted on Instagram, posted on Facebook and everywhere, all of our Blog on the Boys channels about which 2018 Dallas Cowboys draft pick is better in 2020, Leighton Vandrish or Michael Gallup. Now, I thought that this would be tough for people. I honestly thought that it would be a bit of a 50-50 split. And maybe that's just how I feel. Um, I, I lean Michael Gallup. I think I would take Michael Gallup eight out of 10 times. I think he's the better player here in 2020. But if you told me that I had to give one up, if you told me, you know, to go back to what we talked about on Wednesday, I had to trade one for Jamal Adams, I would trade Michael Gallup. I mean, you know, he is better, but you know, it's you have a surplus there and that affects my answer not even know if I feel that way now that I say that out loud but either way I would say based on all of the replies that we got on all levels of social media that about 85 to 90 percent of people believe that Michael Gallup is the better player um, you know from the Cowboys 2018 draft class and that got me thinking just you know because now I kind of want to think about it who are the best Cowboys from particular draft classes? And I didn't want to go back too far because uh, it gets kind of hard, you know, if you go really far back in history. So just just for the purposes of this conversation, let's go back to 2014. All right, now that's tough. Uh, it's tough because you have two star players, but 2014, your your two you know people competing for this title are Zach Martin, your first round draft pick, and Demarcus Lawrence. I don't think there's any question that Zach Martin is the best player from the 2014 Cowboys draft class. No disrespect to Tank, however, Zach Martin's going to be in the Hall of fame someday um so that's your answer there 2015 the answer is still byron jones i think some people have hope or a lot of people have hope excuse me for randy gregory uh chaz green didn't exactly work out um and while lyle collins was somebody who joined the dallas cowboys in 2015 he was not part of the draft class so if you're being super technical he's not exactly eligible um for that conversation so yeah that was a little weird 2016 who's the best player from the 2016 Dallas Cowboys draft class and that's a really famous draft class in Cowboys history already obviously Zeke Elliott Jalen Smith Malik Collins Charles Tapper Dak Prescott Anthony Brown uh, Darius Jackson uh, who could forget Rico Gathers and of course Kayvon Frazier um, the answer is Dak Prescott that's that's the answer you got a franchise quarterback that's that's always the answer. Uh, Dak Prescott, the best Dallas Cowboys draft pick in 2016, 2017, right before the 2018 one. Uh, first round, Taco Charlton, right? That's it. We're stopping there. Uh, in all seriousness, second round, Chidabe Owuze. Uh, third round, Jordan Lewis. Fourth round, Ryan Switzer, who just became a father recently. Uh, congratulations to the Switzer family. Um, and, you know, then it, it's, it's not so great for, you know, the 2017 Cowboys draft class. Although... Xavier Woods in the sixth round. Um, you know, Marquez White was in the sixth round or seventh round, right? Noah Brown, Joey Ivy. Um, I think the answer is Xavier Woods. Although some people would certainly lean Jordan Lewis, I think, but the answer is definitely Xavier Woods. So kind of a fun exercise that this whole thing spawned. So um, yeah. That, uh, that about does it for Thursday's episode. Again, we do have a new episode of Broadcasting the Boys dropping later today on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter and IG at RGOCHO. You can also do me a favor. You can have the absolute best Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you 
deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.